it is scary, I think, especially when you know, Microsoft is such a big company, everyone using it. And how does it feel like to working in a company that have a big social impact like that? Just the start of people creating lots of good, solid content, and so you still have to figure it out from textbooks and courses mm. and stuff like that. So, but I think when I think about working smart, I always associate it with people that just work the system because I do believe everything happens for a reason. Money being not a important factor, but time being a much more important thing. Mm -hmm. Your major is not your career, yeah. and your career is not your life. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of She Inspire Me podcast series. I'm your host, Christine Truong, and if you're new here, we introduce and empower women perspective for millennial and Gen Z. We deliver high-quality visual art podcasts with seven women from diverse backgrounds to reveal their own story and learn from it. In She Inspired Me, we want you to conquer the world in a better way. If you may notice that we are actually in a different set today, we're not in the She Inspired Me studio anymore and we actually here in the Microsoft office in Irving, Texas. We caught quite a view and of course we have our esteemed guest. Her name is Sharon. Sharon is a products manager from Microsoft office. So Sharon, do you mind sharing a little bit about who you are and your background and what brought you here today? Yeah, of course. Um, thanks for having me, Christine. Really excited to be here. Um, my name is Sharon, as Christine mentioned. Um, I'm a product manager at Microsoft. Um, I'm originally from Boston. Um, I was born and raised there, and um, I eventually made the move to Texas when uh, I got the job offer from Microsoft. Um, I went to school at Syracuse New University in upstate New York. I studied um, information management and technology. Um, mm -hmm. Eventually, I did a one-year fast track with my master's, uh, focusing in data science. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's super cool. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So we actually know each other through another friend, and his name is Fong. We have a mutual friend, and as the first time when I met her, and we make some virtual connection because I having an interview back then, and then she is the person that who helped me a lot with my interviewings, and I was amazed and fascinated by how passionate and how driven she was. So that's why I brought her today. And I believe that today is going to be a great episode and we're going to share a lot of insightful information for all of you all. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Sharon, can you share for us about a little bit like the reason why you end up in tech and what, what is your most favorite part in yeah. your role? Because I feel like, you know, Microsoft is such a big company, everyone using it. And how does it feel like to working in a company that have a big social impact like that? Yeah. Um, so I think working at Microsoft uh, is definitely um, exciting and mm -hmm. um, I, I definitely feel proud or otherwise I wouldn't be uh, still working here after eight years. Um, I Initially, I actually had no interest in going into tech when I first uh, entered college. Mm. Um, I was uh, enrolled as a dual major for um, pre-med and engineering wow. um, and I think likely it was influenced by my parents um, who are immigrants and their definition was of success was always uh, become a doctor or a lawyer I and, agree. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's kind of what like I knew was like oh yeah. that's probably the path I should go in um, mm -hmm. 
Then uh, my friend told me about the iSchool, information school, um, and she told me to take this intro class to IT, uh, so I did as an elective, um, and I was fascinated by it. Just loved the professor that was teaching it, and yeah. uh, at the time, it was just when social media, I think, was really taking off. Mm -hmm. I mean, prior to that, there was like the MySpaces and the Zangas, mm. um, but uh, this was when Facebook really became popular, right? Yeah. And so um, because of that, it was we were living through a generation where it was uh, technology was becoming a really big thing. Right. So um, I really enjoyed the class. And because of that, I just decided to transfer into the iSchool. Uh -huh. um, after I transferred into the iSchool, uh, I realized there was a lot more opportunities. Um, and so I was fortunate enough to have different internships with really big financial institutions. Um, and then eventually I went on a trip called Spring Break in Silicon Valley yeah. that allowed me to visit all these major tech companies. And cool. um, at the time, like uh -huh. we kept, just kept hearing about these big tech companies and right. their cool workplaces, all the yeah. free food they get. Um, you know, amazing people, yes. fast paced so, environment. Um, I got to you know soak that in during that one week trip, and because of that, I uh, decided I want to move into the tech industry, and mm -hmm. so here I am. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I actually didn't know much about tech until I met a lot of friends who were in tech, and and people still have a lot of misconception about tech. The mm -hmm. thing that's always oh, something that's really technical really boring, really, you know, just like super technical, like you have to learn, you have to know how to code. But as I know, like, in, I'm not sure, but as my research, I think product manager is someone that really need a skill set of soft skill, of a lot of, you know, functional skill. So yeah. could you share for the audience a little bit about how your role look like and how important, how important it was in, yeah. in, at, at, at workplace? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely, a, I think, a maybe stereotype or, uh, like you said, a misconception yeah. that when you go into the tech industry, mm -hmm. you have to have really technical skills. Right. Like you need to be able to program and code. Mm -hmm. um, on the contrary, while I did have some of that in my background, I did not join the company with th those set of skills, or they didn't hire me for those set of skills. Yeah. Uh, I actually think that they hired me for my interpersonal skills, which include the soft skills, right? right? So the ones where you can communicate and collaborate with your team members. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say that that was probably what brought me into the company, and yeah. I would say that um, those are more valuable skills that I learned over time that you end up growing and building on mm -hmm. that's harder to start with than um, if you were to create technical skills along the way. Um, so I would say don't be afraid to join or go after tech industry just because you fear that you don't have technical skills because you you have other skills that will yeah. bring value to the company that are way beyond the technical skills and the technical skills can always be learned later on. Thank you so much yeah. for sharing that. I actually didn't know, know it about that until I jump into the current position right now when I'm working in, in IT yeah. and I just changed my all perspective about tech. You know, we also need some some other people with the functional skill, with the energy, someone really driven that help connecting other people together. So um, if it makes you feel better, yeah. This recently I made a uh, or I asked a question to my partner uh -huh. about whether or not our printer prints colored uh, 
pictures. Yeah. And he looked at me and basically was wondering why I or how I got a job at Microsoft. Right. Because you would think that any person would know, you know, basics about printer if you work in the tech industry. Mm -hmm. But the reality is that um, the tech world is so wide and there are so many different skills and so many different right. roles and jobs that it doesn't mean you need to know everything. And it's okay. And I took a look on her LinkedIn and stand out of the bio that was 90% passion and 10% talents. And after talking with her, I feel that passion right away, you know, it's super fascinating. So um, could you share for us a little bit about what, how, how do you define passion and how is aligned to your personal life? Yeah, um, I think it's a it's a really interesting question because I don't think I realized it until uh -huh. I grew older too. So how I define passion, I guess you can say is uh, um, my passion is people and mm. I feel passionate when I can connect with other people, mm. um, which is very ironic for me to say because I'm naturally an introvert. So yeah. I tend to, uh, you know, I find joy and, um, not necessarily being by myself, but being in intimate groups and smaller settings, not necessarily going out and partying. Um, but my passion, because it's people, I like that connection. I like being able to hear people's stories, mm. learn from them. Um, and also because uh, I thrive from other people thriving and yeah. helping them thrive. So um, it's always just been a passion of mine to help people and just be able to see them grow um, because I definitely wouldn't be where I am today without the help of other people um, helping me along the way. So um, I will also say that uh, when I was younger, I think it was a lot harder for me and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this to really know what we want and what we want to do when we grow up. And so um, I wanted to say it's okay not to know what you don't know um, and it's okay not to figure out what your passion or what you're, um, or you're interested in until you um, have experienced more, seen more, um, to know what you don't like. Um, and a lot of times it's process of elimination. Yeah. You figure out that you don't like this, um, so you go on to the next thing. And that's right. okay. Um, and no one needs to know exactly what they want tomorrow when they wake up. So, mm. I also didn't acknowledge that you actually jumped from another major, like your background is not actually in tech, but right now you came up in tech and you've been doing great with that. <laughs> so in your opinion, how can you define yourself as Asian female leaders in tech and are there any challenges that you're facing with in terms of diversity and inclusion? Early on in my career, mm -hmm. I remember um, being in rooms with a group of all-male colleagues and leaders uh, that were working at the company for 10 plus years. So it was rather intimidating for someone that just graduated from college, oh, maybe working one, two years, yeah. uh, to feel comfortable with speaking up and sharing her thoughts. Mm. So it is scary, I think, especially when you're not being able to see others that look like you or uh, that can relate to your experiences. But I think over time, I also grew confidence. Um, it is very easy to have imposter syndrome, not just in tech, but in yeah. any company. Um, and, I'm, and not just for Asian female, but anyone that's new and not familiar. So I definitely felt that <laughs> early on and right. felt like uh, I had a lot of gap to make up for and to figure yeah. that out. So in the first year, year and a half, uh, I took a lot of time just 
figuring out what the role is, how to get comfortable before I really like started owning what I was doing and um, how do I get comfortable with leading that space. So mm. um, I think I'm in sort of a similar transition now where I'm in a new team and trying to get comfortable and familiar with that space, but it's, it's getting there. And I think anyone that is making that transition from college to uh, first job or even from your first job to your second job, it will come naturally and mm. don't force yourself or make yourself and um, give yourself that pressure to feel like you need to 100% know everything off the bat. Um, yeah. So uh, as a, you know, I, I won't say, um, did I feel any pressure necessarily as an Asian because I was very lucky that mm -hmm. I have very supportive teams and I've always been in positions that yeah. had managers and teammates that um, wanted to help out and advocate for you. So I went to ProMac Chicago a few days ago and I having this conversation with another friend. She is a PhD student in supply chain, which is also not a male dominant industry. And, um, you know, we've been talking to each other and I make friends a little bit about her age because we're very close. Uh, since I'm in the very early 20s and she's like in the late 30s. And so Janice say that for me, when I turn 30, I feel the world differently. I see that the world's become more beautiful because at that moment, I don't give a shit about what people think about me anymore. What do you think about that? That's a great question. Um, I, I often have a lot of these um, really deep thoughts uh, around as we get older and as we age, what does that mean? Um, and just also personally reflecting a lot uh, yeah. on uh, my life, uh, my success, and um, what, what does that all mean? Because success is really subjective, right? It's defined right. by every person and what they want in life. So mm -hmm. um, you, my success might not be someone else's success, and that's okay. Um, so I will say that the way that I look at life now versus when I was first graduated out of high school, or sorry, mm -hmm. college, is very different, 100%. I have to agree with your friend. Yeah. Um, although I might not necessarily be as old, I I think that that what she mentioned is very true around when you hit a certain milestone in your life, yeah. you feel like um, your success is your own happiness and what you want out of it, and not I basically agree. what social media is telling you, what marketing is telling you, yeah. what. Um, the world is saying because at the end of the day, um, only what your day-to-day -day matters, right? Mm -hmm. So um, if you ask the 20-something-year-old Sharon, yeah. I was a very ambitious person and mm -hmm. I would work very long hours because what I grew up mm -hmm. with in terms of what success meant is working hard, yeah. always working hard at something and putting all your effort into it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think after a while, you start to find the bright balance of working hard and working smart, right? Right. Um, you know, it, that's not a new term. I'm sure a lot of people have heard it. Um, but I think when I think about working smart, I always associate it with people that just work the system and mm. try to um, get out of working hard. And so yeah. I always had this bad uh, thought process about it. Uh, but as I grew older, I realized that working smart is not necessarily a bad thing. It's that you figure out what works for you to help you achieve your goals yeah. that is not 
hurting anyone else, right? And so um, finding the right balance of that was really important um, so that I could also internalize and figure out what I wanted out of my life and my right. happiness. Um, and I think the other reason why I think when you grow older, you come to that thought process is because time becomes more and more limited. And uh -huh. something that makes me realize this a lot when I think about it is as I'm growing older, so are my parents. And that means that the time that my parents have on this world is limited and there's less and less time for them to achieve all the things that they want to do. Yeah. And so I think about, you know, um, every year, what does my parents want to do as they're getting closer to retirement? Do they want to see the world? Where do they want to live? How do I help them achieve that? Because they've worked so hard up until this point to mm. provide me an education, a safe home, you know, food on the table. Um, I feel like I owe it to them to be able to do the same. Yeah. And so, um, for me, when I, as I'm getting older, I think about how do I achieve that for them. And so mm. um, time just becomes more valuable than money yeah. because you want to be able to do all these things with your parents. Yeah. And so um, you start looking at money being not a important factor, but time being a much more important thing. Mm -hmm. So oh. um, I think the reason why I want to bring it up because it's, it's gave me uh, like a reflection of how profound your perspective was at that current moment and with with me right now because I'm in a very early 20s and I think not only me but also a lot of all the peers we overthinks and we was because we're young we're ambitious we want to do a lot of things we want to achieve a lot of things right but then we somehow we oversee and we're trying to you know overdo things but then we because we we cannot have a specific measurement for our success yet. We don't know what we want in life. We're just going to discover and achieve a lot of things. But then, it does actually make us happy. We're also not sure about that. Yeah. So thank you so much for mentioning about the great balance between happiness and appreciate what you're having in life and be working smart and working hard at the same time. Mm -hmm. Seeing, I've been talking to my mom currently about that conversation. My mom told me that what is the benefit of overwork yourself and then you feeling negative, you feel like oh, your physical health going down, that's yeah. like a good balance, that's really make you happy because you're very young. So um, I think the reason why I want to bring it up so that the other audience, they can understand your perspective when you turn older and you become more mature so that they have their own self-reflection. As, as you already know that I'm actually really far away from my family. The, most, the more that I grew up, the more that I realized that there's a lot of other values that we want to discover. Not only money, not only experiences, but also other values like yeah. friends, like family. And it's become even more precious and valuable when we growing up because it's like something like bonding, something yeah. like human connection. It can be a catch-22 mm. um, because in order for you to sometimes achieve happiness to do certain things, you yeah. do need to have money to be able to go and achieve right. it, right? So I absolutely understand there mm. is a bright balance of um, financial stability yeah. and also being able to find that happiness. Yeah. Um, but just know that happiness does not come in materialistic things. Right. You can have happiness even without the brand names or mm. the, um, you know, expensive cars and the high-rise apartments. Um, it's about who you're spending that time with and how you're, what you're doing and um, what you want out of life. And so 
um, not to say that that can't bring you happiness. It yeah. absolutely can um, for people that care about those things. Right. Um, just remember that finding your own happiness is mm. ultimately up to you and what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mentioning about happiness, I'm actually talking to my dad, and then he told me he's like a big believer in Buddhism, and he told me that the moment when you feel happiness is mean when you feel feel like in the mm. inner strength you feel feel you feel peace you feel like you're good enough mm-hmm. so instead of telling myself that oh Christine you're not studying hard enough you're not really working hard enough because you only work four days you're just a part-time and just a full-time college student but other people they can work even harder than you but you should feel you know like appreciate the small things in our life and I feel like when you're mentioning about balance self balance and you know having a different Um, the definition of of happiness is kind of somehow remind mm-hmm. me about my dad's stories. Yeah, um, and I I think one yeah. of the important things out of that is um, uh, I don't think they teach this enough in school. Is right. that your major is not your career, yeah. and your career is not your life. Right. So just know life. that um, you can definitely make um, your career make a successful career and profession out of it and uh-huh. a happy life out of that but that does not mean that your life needs to revolve around your career or um, what you achieve in that space mm-hmm. um, and so uh, sometimes you can it it's a gray area of figuring out where is it that you find happiness in and passion in your work yeah and um, versus being happy with what you're working on and still having a right balance with your passion and your interest and hobbies and happiness outside of work. And right. so your passion and your happiness is not always equivalent to just mm-hmm. having a successful career. Um, and I can say that only because while I feel lucky and I do have a very successful career at Microsoft uh, and I'm I'm grateful for it, mm-hmm. um, I also know that there At at the end of that shift, um, I still have you know everything else going on in my life at home yeah. and everything else, right? So you have to figure out what that looks like um, after hours and what that what that time means to you. How do you spend it and what do you do with it? Yeah. If you could turn back when you were Chinese, is there anything that you wish that you did differently? Um, Maybe I, three things. Maybe yeah. can you mention three things? I am always a believer that. Um, I try not to regret anything in my life because mm. I do believe everything happens for a reason. That yeah. you know the decisions that you make today will you know teach you something in the future or will be the re- the result of something else that happens. And so um, I do believe that I own my mistakes. I own what decisions I make, yeah. um, and I believe that there's a reason why they they, they happened. Um, so I won't say that I would change necessarily anything, but if I had to go back and advise myself in my 20s and um, what I would do differently, um, is maybe one, not to be too hard on myself. Um, mm. I think when I was younger, I always strived to be this perfectionist. Maybe it's because I grew up in in Asian. That was me. Actually. Yeah, that was me. Um, Asian culture. Yeah, Asian culture, um, and it was not. I don't think it was an expectation of my parents necessarily. Yeah. Um, I I feel rather lucky that my parents were 
quite liberal with me in the sense that because I'm the youngest, they gave me a lot of freedom. Mm -hmm. um, but there was still some pressure in a way growing right. up as an Asian. I think there was you know certain stereotypes that you feel like you need to live up to. I agree. And so you feel like you need to always get the hundred in the class or yeah. the straight eight on the report cards. Right. Um, and so I spent a lot of time on mm. caring about those things mm. that when I look back at, really don't matter. And I'm not saying like, go and like throw your textbooks out the window. Yeah. That is not what I'm saying. Um, but I'm just saying that there's more to life than that quiz. Um, it's okay not to get 100 on every single quiz. Mm -hmm. um, but on the contrary, it's also important to um, try, right? And right. to put effort in. So um, what I probably would have done differently from instead of spending all that time in caring about all those little things mm -hmm. is maybe actually putting that time in caring and maybe growing myself somewhere else um, and some areas that I think about that I wish I had more time to grow and learn more of is maybe uh, understanding what financial stability and you know finances just in general, um, I don't think we get taught that um, mm -hmm. at an early age, especially in college. And so we find resources on our own. Nowadays, it's really easy. You can find it on Instagram, yeah. on YouTube, right? Um, TikTok. But back then, um, it was just the start of people creating lots of good, solid content. And so you still have to figure it out from textbooks and courses mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I probably would have spent a little bit more time in learning about those areas that yeah. are not necessarily just textbook smart, right? right. You don't just uh, learn about life skills yeah. through the textbooks. Yeah, the, the, learning... thing is, the thing is everything is changing every day. Yeah. So if you just keep learning from the textbook, it's kind of like really close-minded, yeah. seeing a lot of things, new things over there that just keep changing and you have to yeah. stay up to date all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that would be um, the other and mm -hmm. um, you know if I had to tell myself and I'm sure this is not the first time that I've said it I, many other people have said it but time is really precious and so being able to value that time when you're younger um, I think and and having that understanding of what it mm -hmm. means at an earlier age makes a world of a difference um, because uh, whether that's your health, whether yeah. that's your skin, whether mm. that's your um, finances, like just having the extra time to be able to do any of those things mm. um, make a world of a difference. And so being able to appreciate and um, uh, understand the, the value of time and what it holds, um, because you can earn as much money as you want, but right. you can never earn back time. Back time. So. You know, we, we actually been having the same question in every single episode about what are three things that you wish that you knew differently. And the amazing things here is no one repeat the exactly same thing because we having, you know, the guests from different industry and different experience. Thank you so much for your sharing. Yeah. I believe that there's a lot of awesome advice that you've been giving for the audience. I really appreciate all your sharing because I think it's amazing to have different perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's totally right. Like the, 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 the more that I grew up, the more that I realized that there are some very basic things that it seem a little cheesy to talk about, but it's actually right. Like mm -hmm. you have to be realistic about the fact that time actually flying and be able to feel appreciated small things 
and finding the balance in your life. It sounds easy, but it's not easy at all. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Christine. Um, it's been a pleasure being able to sit down and chat with you. I hope some, maybe a little bit, of the um, experiences and the uh, advice that I shared could be useful for the audience, even if it's just one person. Thankful that you invited me here because this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to click like, share, and subscribe in this episode. If you have any idea or thoughts about this episode, give me a DM and she inspired me on Instagram or comment below. Thank you so much and see you all next time.